Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Pet Place Radio Show, the program for everyone who loves animals. I'm Marie Hewlett, and I was wondering how many of you have ever had to put one of those giant Elizabethan collars on your pets after they've had surgery or some other type of veterinary issue. I know my pets have had to wear those things, and I can tell you they were not happy at all. Well, on today's show, Jamie Prescott from Wagtail Farms will be stopping by to talk about a brand new product she designed that will make those cumbersome colors a thing of the past. And later in the show, Larry Van Vliet, the president of the Ark of San Juan Animal Rescue, will be joining us to talk about some of the great success stories his organization has had in helping homeless pets. All this and more are coming right up here on the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. Welcome back. You're listening to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and joining us now is inventor extraordinaire Jamie Prescott. Hi, Jamie. Good morning, Marie. Thank you so much for having me on the show this morning. I'm glad you could be here. Now, we met a few weeks back at a pet event, and I saw a little dog that you had with you that was wearing what looked to be like um, a pillow (laughs) around his neck. But he seemed pretty happy, and it didn't look cumbersome at all, and... It actually looked quite comfy, like anywhere he wanted to take a nap, he could do that. Yes, it is. (laughs) So this is a neck hug. That's what you call it, right? Yes, a neck hug. How did you come up with this idea, and why did you come up with this idea? Oh, well, I actually have two little puggles, which is a pug-beagle mix, a little boy and little girl, and my... My boy, he was limping. He was about a year and a half old, and he started limping. And so when I took him to the doctor, the veterinarian, he found out that he had um, a problem with his femoral head. It was misshapen. So uh, he was a perfect candidate due to his size and weight for what they call a femoral head ostectomy, an FHO procedure. So when Hunter, that's my my male puggle, when he came home from the hospital from having this procedure done, he came home with a very large, big old plastic cone on oh, his head. Oh, <laughs> I know those things. Elizabethan yes. colors are horrible. <laughs> and so when I brought him in and put him in his bed, he just stood there. He wouldn't lay down. He looked frightened. He was whining a little bit from the pain. So I immediately got out my sewing machine, and I just don't even know where the idea came from. I just started sewing, and it came out to be a round pillow-looking kind of thing with a hole in the middle uh-huh. that I stuffed with an old pillow that I had. <laughs> and put it, I slipped, slipped it gently on his head after taking that cone off, and this baby just laid down and snuggled right into it and drifted off to sleep for the night. So wow. when I brought it in, when I brought Hunter in the next day for his follow-up visit, the vet came out and the the technicians and the nurses at the front desk, they all wanted to see what this pillow was Uh because they had never seen anything so simple. And 
Hunter loved it. It was serving him so well that I thought, you know, I know there's other pets that need something like this. And I pursued making um, a better pattern, of course, and that's how it began. Wow. And you use a fairly lightweight fiber fill now, too, so it's not too bulky and heavy. Exactly. In fact, it's non-allergenic, so we try and uh, make sure no one has allergies around it. And it's washable and dryable, so the whole product can be thrown in the washer and dryer and laundered with your regular linens or towels. I just love this. You know, my own pets over the years have had to wear those Elizabethan collars, and these things have been around a long time. I can't believe it took until you looked at your poor little dog (laughs) that somebody figured out an alternative. But they, my pets would knock over things on tables. Oh, yeah. They had trouble getting to their water and to their food. Like you said, they had trouble laying down and, and just getting comfortable. It was just exactly. horrible. And after seeing this thing in person, it's so obvious. I can't believe nobody thought of this before. Well, yeah. thank you. Yes, it's wonderful. The, uh, the, the benefits to it, they can run through the doggy door, and it goes with them whichever way they're going. They can lay down with it anywhere they put their little head. They have a pillow while they're recuperating, and they can eat with it and drink with it, play, go for walks, and it's just all around pretty good. That's great. It's like those little airline pillows that people yes. use sometimes. I, I could use one of those at work, I think. <laughs> and it comes with a nice big bow on it, so you would just look precious. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that that reminds me. Is there a way that somebody can look at these online? Do you have a website where you have samples? Yes, I do. It's wagtailfarms.com. That's W-A-G-T-A-I-L-F-A-R-M-S.com. Okay, excellent. So you have lots of photos, and do they come in in all colors? So if somebody had a real specific idea of what they wanted, can you custom make them? Yes, we can. We can custom size, and if they wanted a particular color in mind, that would be fine. I normally supply them just with a variety of uh, the um, juvenile prints, uh, cats and dog prints, that type of thing. You'll be able to see on the website the variety of colors that they are mostly coming in. It's what's available on the market. (laughs) Oh, okay. Now, this is probably pretty easy for a dog to wear because they're used to to wearing collars. Mm-hmm. A lot of people don't put collars on their cats, though, which I disagree with. I think all cats should have a collar and a tag. But but for kitties, can they wear these? Are they too big for them? How's that working out? Absolutely. In fact, I made special attempt at the the ones that I've designed for kitties, and I've uh, sized them in a small baby size for kittens as well wow. as our larger babies <laughs> that, wow. that come in the larger cat sizes. And what I've done is paid attention to the back of the neck hook because when the kitty has something on, of course, his natural reaction is to take that hind claw and take those nails and try and claw anything away from them or try and scratch. And we all you know, know that the kitties have claws. So I made sure that to put a clear vinyl backing on the neck hugs so that the kitty's claws don't get embedded into the fabric and they're stuck until you get home from work that night. <laughs> that would be horrible. So I made sure that the vinyl is a protectant so that they can't get Im- embedded and stuck for the day. <laughs> okay. I'm a little bit confused when you say the back. Does that mean that the 
the collar won't rotate, so if there's cloth on the front but vinyl on the back, the vinyl won't end up in the front? Or? Correct. You put the neck hug on and the, the part that's closest to the body of the animal, and then there's the top, which is the closest ne- next to their face. Okay. So there's a top and a bottom. Okay, so it doesn't rotate. It, it will go round and round, but it can't flip to where the bottom comes oh, around. Okay, I Am see. I confusing it even more? <laughs> I'll have to look at these a little more online, the cat ones in particular. Have you received any kind of comments or feedback from people who have used your products? Yes. In fact, I have a couple of different stories. Uh, Just recently, a greyhound uh, had a terrible news of bone cancer, and the hind left leg was amputated. And this poor baby, we just didn't know what to do, so I brought over one of my extra-large neck hugs, and it has really served this uh, greyhound well. She was able to rest uh, during her recuperation and trying to stand up on her remaining three limbs mm-hmm. and allowed her to um, like feel comfortable. For some reason, when the, the next hugs are put onto the animal, they tend to get a sense of comfort from it. It's almost like swaddling them, kind of, in, in a sense to them. And it lets her put her head down on a nice pillow. But now she is running around the house and flying out in the yard. She just loves running and playing. And you'd be amazed that they can still perform with only three legs. Oh, they sure do adapt <laughs> so easily. It's We can take yeah. a few lessons from animals in that department, that's for one, sure. One more example, too. Just uh, this week, in fact, I had... A patron who sent me a picture of her Yorkshire Terrier, precious little thing, had abdominal surgery. And she even was getting past the cone, believe it or not, that she came home with from the doctor's office. So I brought over a um, small, size small, she's a little bit taller uh, terrier than most of the Yorkshires. And so I got that on her, and she loved it. She went parading around the house and could not reach her abdominal area. And so the owner sent me a picture, which I plan to put on the web today. Uh-huh. <laughs> She's laying on her back with her neck hug on and her head propped up in there with her paws just flung around, and she's just so comfortable and chilling out. You would just want to laugh. That sounds great. I'm I'm so excited about this product. I don't get excited about products very often, but I'm very excited. Thank you. (laughs) I know that a lot of animals, though, are still, you know, going to react negatively towards having something like this on, and and we'd call this kind of animal perhaps a power chewer. They could chew through everything you get on them. How's it been working out with the neck hugs with animals like this? I'm so happy you asked me because I, myself, I have my female puggle is just that. One day I came home and I no longer had a a leather couch. (laughs) If you can understand. So um, I was very timid about thinking I could put one on her. So as an experiment, I put it on her and believe it or not, she actually liked it. And in the car, she's a little bit of a wild child and gets a little overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. So I decided to put it on her whenever we're in the car going somewhere. And believe it or not, she'll she'll look out the window. She likes to prop herself up and look out of her car seat. And then she pretty much 
snuggles herself down and and takes a nap for the rest of the ride. Wow. So that was one. And then other customers that I've had have given me feedback that, you know, this is very odd, but when I put it on them, they actually calm down. It's it's the strangest That's kind of reaction. <laughs> so we're, you're getting this unplanned secondary benefit. Yes. That yes. is so cool. I know you're always trying to improve things. Do you have any ideas for new features that you're going to add in the future? Yes, yes I am. And it's a very small thing, but in a big way. Um, the neck hugs that I now have, of course, when the animal smells it, because whenever you introduce something new, they've always got to sniff it and mm-hmm. make it make it okay to be around them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I noticed, you know, that's their first reaction is to sniff it. And so I thought, what if I scented these with a pet-safe scent, which would be lavender. Lavender is a very calming scent. Oh, yeah. And so I went holistic, and I got the real lavender buds and made like a chamber in a big tote and put all the buds down on the bottom so that I could infuse that, put all my neck hugs in there when they're finished before packaging. And so they all go into this big chamber of of lavender and so they are sealed with that lavender scent and believe it or not it really does work oh that's wonderful now i know we've talked about seeing the product on your website but there's nothing like seeing it in person are you at pet expo this weekend you know i will be but i'm going to be not in as a vendor but i will be walking around one of my girlfriends uh, volunteers with the therapeutic dog group called PAWS, P-A-W-S, and so their booth will be there, and I'm going to be helping her this weekend, and I am going to bring a couple of my neck hugs, and of course my little dog that you probably saw at the uh, pet event at the OC Fairgrounds when we first met, and so Bossy will be there with me with her neck hug on. (laughs) So yes. (laughs) Let's give out your website one more time before I let you go. It's wagtailfarms.com. That's W-A-G-T-A-I-L-F-A-R-M-S dot com. Or you may reach me by phone. It's 949-770-2436. Wonderful. Jamie, it's great to know there's an alternative now to those bulky old Elizabethan collars, and I'm so glad you're making them available. Thanks for telling us about them today. Thank you so much for having me. It's break time here on the Pet Place Radio Show, but don't go away. We'll be back with Larry Van Vliet, the president of the Ark of San Juan Animal Rescue, in just a moment here on AM 1260. Welcome back to the Pet Place Radio Show on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewlett, and it is my pleasure now to introduce... Cindy Van Vliet, who is in place of Larry Van Vliet, but they're both from the Ark of San Juan. Hi, welcome to the Pet Place. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm glad you could be here. Now, before we get too far, let's talk about the history of the Ark of San Juan and and let us know a little bit about it. Well, the Ark of San Juan was formed uh, in 2008 uh, because... uh, there were a large number of animals uh, at uh, Orange County Shelter from the city of San Juan Capistrano uh, being euthanized um, annually. Okay. And we decided that we needed to try and uh, and do something about those numbers, lowering those numbers, trying to get those animals 
um, rehomed, uh, maybe even back in the same city they came from. Mm-hmm. But uh, that certainly isn't our isn't our goal to keep them in San Juan. We we do uh, events in lots of places. Oh, okay. Are you guys planning on being at Pet Expo this weekend? No, uh, we don't do a Pet Expo, um, mainly because uh, a number of our animals, we don't have a facility yet. Okay. And a number of our animals, if they uh, are not in adoption homes, are being housed at animal uh, veterinary hospitals. I and, see. Uh, getting them in and out on the weekends sometimes is a challenge. Oh, I understand completely. Is there a website, though, where somebody can take a look at the uh, photographs of the animals that Absolutely. are with the ARC right now? They can find us at arcofsanjuan.org. Okay. And, and it's spelled A-R-K as a Noah's Ark. Oh, okay, okay. So you guys are, are fairly new. I'm sure you've had some success stories, though. Can you talk about some of your favorite adoption stories and rescue stories? Oh, my goodness. Well, um, in our three years, which actually uh, April is um, uh, three years since we rescued our first dog, who we named Noah, by the way. Ah. (laughs) And uh, we've had uh, many successes. We've rescued uh, a little over 200 animals so far. Wow. uh, Many of them... Well, I started to say many of them uh, were uh, very challenging, to say the least, but um, by the time we get these animals, they have been passed over by uh, a number of rescues, and we truly are their last hope. Okay. Um, Sometimes we're notified um, in as short a time as an hour before they're scheduled to be euthanized. Oh, my goodness. So we don't have a lot of time driving up the freeway, the 30 or 35 miles it takes to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, madly calling fosters and trying to find places to uh, put these animals. And some of these animals have had some pretty challenging medical conditions and/or behavior con- uh, situations. Uh, we've had a, a couple of animals that uh, we rescued and then immediately uh, needed to have an amputation, for instance. Oh my goodness. Or um, you know the the gambit, the full gambit. So wow. um, we don't let uh, the medical conditions uh, or the behavior situations uh, deter us. If if they seem to be uh, adoptable in any way, shape, or form, we we do get them. Oh, that's so wonderful! And you must have a great group of volunteers that are helping out in fostering, and also people who are willing to donate to help take care of the veterinary. Tell me a little bit how that goes. Well, I I truly believe we've got some of the best volunteers in the county. Wow. (laughs) And, uh, you know, they're very dedicated to the cause. And when they see some of the animals that we've brought down from county that just look like uh, a disaster on four legs Mm -hmm. and what we've been able to do with them, um, I think it makes true believers out of them, and uh, and they're they're pretty loyal to us. That's great. It's really nice when volunteers stick with an organization. I know that's probably the toughest thing that most rescue groups face is turnover in volunteers. People are really excited when they first start, and then life gets in the way, and they, mm-hmm. they stop helping. Oh, and you hit the nail on the head. <laughs> yeah, so it's really important to have volunteers who really stick it out to the good times and the bad times and, and are always ready to help. How can somebody get involved with the Ark of San Juan if they're out in your neck of the woods or 
or even want to drive a little bit? Well, they can come to any of our adoption events. Um, on any given Saturday, we typically try to be in two locations, uh, and they can find those locations uh, on our website under the calendar section. Okay. And, um, uh, for instance, this Saturday, uh, we will be at the Petco in San Juan Capistrano, as well as uh, a garage sale in Rancho Santa Margarita. Ah. To benefit the arts. Is the garage sale also a fundraiser? Oh, that's a fundraiser for the ARC, you bet. Oh, wonderful. Okay. You talked about behavioral issues. I know that some of the animals that, that you take in have some pretty significant behavioral issues, and that might make people hesitant about adopting. Mm -hmm. Tell well, me a little bit how you address that and make sure that a pet that you adopt, that you take in as a rescue, is going to make a good adoption at a later date because you work with them and you help work, you work with the new adoptees too, I suppose. Absolutely. Uh, our, uh, our dog walkers that go to the different animal hospitals where some of these dogs are being housed um, uh, go through a training with me and uh, they're trained in positive reinforcement techniques. And uh, that just assures the you know, ethical and humane treatment of all of our animals. We want to make sure that they're all given the opportunity to learn some of their basic commands, uh, learn to walk nicely on a leash, which helps the dogs be more adoptable. Um, but once we can kind of work on some of these stress issues, and almost all behavior issues are are based in stress and fear. Mm -hmm. And once we address those issues, um, rehoming is not quite the issue that it would have been had we not done anything with these animals. And um, uh, if if we're putting an animal into a home that already that has existing pets, cat or dog, um, I'm usually involved with the very slow introduction of those animals. And the slower we go, and the more purposeful we go, uh, usually the more successful it is. That's wonderful. Give me your Favorite success story, adoption story, rescue story that you have? I think my favorite has to be Andre. Andre is uh, was a mastiff that uh, had an unfortunate situation up at county. He growled at one of the handlers, and so uh, that deemed him unadoptable. And even though we had expressed interest in this dog, we had already paid for him. Um, we were waiting for him to be neutered so we could go pick him up. Uh, apparently, uh, he kind of fell through the cracks. And uh, at the last minute, um, someone at the shelter saw that we were interested in him, but he had already been given the first round of anesthesia. Oh, wow. And uh, um, myself and another volunteer were clear down in um, Carlsbad dealing with another dog with a severe medical condition at, uh, we were at an animal hospital down there. And we got the call that he was on the table and, uh, you know, basically saying, you don't really want this dog, do you? He's, um, he's aggressive and so on. We knew that this dog was not aggressive. We had been there to evaluate him. We saw what a sweet lover he was. He was just scared. He was very scared. And, um... So we went racing up the freeway, um, calling, because there was another dog that was 
slated to be euthanized moments after him that we had also expressed interest in. So we needed to have more than one car, and um, and so we were calling in volunteers on the way. So <laughs> we, calling all rescue, calling all rescue. That, that was just about it. <laughs> Not like uh, you know the the uh, uh, X team or something flying yeah. way. As it turned out, um, Andre ended up. We named him Andre. Beautiful red massive. Uh, he ended up in just the most wonderful home. Uh, that just love him dearly. And he's just a big teddy bear, and mm. this family has dedicated their lives to him. They even bought him uh, a car, a, an old classic, <laughs> something like a 57 Chevy or Oldsmobile uh-huh. that happened to be the same color as him, and wow. that's his car. <laughs> so that's what Now I'm, he needs his license. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if the dog license allows you to drive, though. So. <laughs> I think he's just happy to sit in the seat with his head out the window. What a great story. Let's remind all of our listeners what your web address is so they can take a look at some of the animals that you guys have right now that need homes. Absolutely. Our web address is www.arcofsanjuan.org. That's ARC, A-R-K, as in Noah's Ark. Of sanjuan.org. Excellent. Uh-huh. So your very next pet that you adopt should be named Joan. Well, even okay. We haven't had a Jones. That's a good idea. <laughs> I expected you to boo and hiss. <laughs> the work you guys do as homeless pets is just wonderful, and I wish you guys continued success, and thank you for being with us today. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you for having me. We need to take our final break of the morning, but we'll be back with Pet Place News in a very quick moment, so please stay tuned to the Pet Place Radio Show here on AM 1260. We're back on the Pet Place Radio Show. I'm Marie Hewitt, and it is time for Pet Place News and Events. In case you didn't have a chance to get to Pet Expo yesterday, and by the way, I enjoyed everyone who stopped by our Pet Place booth, you can still enjoy one last day of America's Family Pet Expo at the Orange County Fairgrounds from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m., so that's coming right up. Tickets are just $12, and if you buy online at PetExpoOC.org, you can get a wonderful discount. By the way, senior citizens are $10, kids 6 to 12 are just $6, active military and kids under 6 are free. There are a ton of animal-related entertainment shows, pet products, adoptions of homeless pets, a petting zoo and rides, a creepy crawly critter show, and so much more. It is a ton of fun, and you won't want to wait a whole year to do this. So start packing up right now and heading on over to the Orange County Fairgrounds. For more information, visit www.petexpooc.org. That's all for me today. Remember, pets need love and a home, too. We'll be back next weekend here on AM 1260. I'm Marie Hewitt. Please spay or neuter your pets, and have a wonderful day. Thank you.